You're listening to the Corporate Quitter Podcast, where it's all about exploring possibilities for making an honest living outside of the traditional nine to five. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Corporate Quitter. I'm your host, Gabby Ainel, and today's guest is probably one of the best people I've ever met in 2021. She's not only a mom, she's a powerhouse entrepreneur, and she's also now my coach. She helps me from a health and hormone perspective, but she's also been helping me in business, which is amazing. Her name is Mariah Brown. She's a Yale and functional medicine trained women's health provider. She's a powerhouse entrepreneur and the CEO of Beyond the Red Tent and the Women's Vibrancy Code, which I'm part of. After years working a lucrative corporate job, she left to pursue a life of fun, fulfillment, and independent finances and has since then created a multi-six-figure business because a mom and has brought her husband home so that the entire family can exist with time, geographic, and financial freedom. She's now on a mission to help driven women move from exhausted to energized, balance their hormones, and feel turned on by their life, their lover, and themselves. So thank you so much for coming on. I've been so excited to have you. Well, first of all, thank you for showing up for yourself. It's really been an absolute delight to work together, and I know we're just at the beginning, and happy to serve your community. Yeah. We talked about this before, but there's such a need in the community of just women, like powerhouse women, to have people like you in the space to not only encourage them to like take care of their bodies, but also like step into that power because there's a lot of taboo, like you can't do this or like you shouldn't do this or like it's dangerous. So the fact that you're doing it and doing it so well was one of the reasons why I started working with you is because I was like, holy crap, I want to be this woman. Like I want to be like you. So obviously like if I work with you, I'm not only going to learn, but I'm going to It's like the rule of five, like the five people we hang out with the most. If I hang out with Mariah, maybe I'll become Mariah, kind of. Yeah, well, you'll become your version of it, but I'm watching it happen in you, and it's spectacular to watch. Yeah, thank you. So I know I kind of briefed over your background a little bit, but can you kind of give us the full story of, right, how did you leave the corporate job? Like, how did Beyond the Red Tent and the Women's Vibracy Code even come to life? Sure, of course. So I grew up with an entrepreneurial family, so always just assumed that I would be in business, studied business and marketing in my undergrad, ended up with Procter & Gamble, interned, and then full-time, and that was just the trajectory. And I always thought, someone's got to create change from the inside out, not just the outside in from a corporate sector, you know, not so great aspects. I had big visions of what I wanted to do. I figured I'd get my MBA, and then... My best friend from high school asked me to be at her birth. And so, of course, I'm going to go. And the stars aligned and my tears came and I realized, oh, wait a minute, a midwife. And what am I going to do with this to leave my corporate career, six-figure business suits and stilettos and instead become a midwife? (laughs) What does that even look like? And so to make a long story short, I quit my job. I applied to grad schools. I took off on a one-year around-the-world trip and was accepted at Yale while I was actually in West Africa volunteering with midwives, then became a midwife. So I'm a certified nurse midwife by training and finished the nurse practitioner training at Yale in 2007. Had some cool opportunities to do international work, but then always this business part of me I can't take away, right? And so I dabbled in network marketing and found success there. And in the midst of that, working on team development and business growth and what that looks like to be in an online space, that just continued to, you know, here's the deal. I think we get to quiet down and listen into our intuition, number one. Like, what pulls me? Where do I really want to be? What do I really want to be doing? And then to be in a place of trust that I'm going to state the intention and then I'm going to pay attention. And so for too long, I found myself 
doing the things that I thought would get me to time freedom, geographic freedom, financial freedom. I followed the trajectory of how I'd been trained and then also became a mom along the way. But I also felt pretty trapped in my life. And then along the way, I was burning the candle at both ends, and I found myself with my thyroid crashing, my adrenals crashing, exhausted, pain in my body, not really wanting to be touched by my husband, and just kind of feeling bitter and angry until I finally started prioritizing myself and filling up my own cup and doing the things that really lit my soul on fire to be in my zone of genius, so to speak. And what that looked like was holding a container for women to come together and talk with each other about taboo topics and to be able to hold a virtual container for women where we can come and really do a deep dive into transformation. And obviously there was lots of twists and turns and detours along the way, but that's a quick kind of synopsis. Yeah. And it is really cool to talk about such taboo topics in this group because it's things that I've never even touched on. Like Ava is a whole nother, you know, everything that she talks about is super out there, but like, I love it and we all love it. And we can just see everyone's quiet and they're taking notes. You know, you have the trauma workshop tonight, which is really cool. Talking about different things like gut health, like all these different pieces that kind of put together this larger puzzle that I'm so grateful you kind of bring together in one really safe, which is the keyword safe container. Yes, because it's all important, okay? If you're listening and you're feeling exhausted or you have digestive trouble, you're having a hard time sleeping, you're feeling too stressed out and there's anxiety, there's sadness, you're feeling unfulfilled in your relationship, your menstrual cycle's out of whack, brain fog, whatever it may be, yes, nutrition is important. So of course we're going to look at what are you eating, how are you eating, and get you personalized supplementation, but also how we think is important and how we address our passion and our sensuality and our sexuality as strong women in the world is valid and important. And also addressing old trauma that may have been there since we were babies, but it's created patterns that continue to relive and recreate certain reactions in our life. And so if, even if you're in business, for those of you listening that, that have left the corporate sector or are wanting to, and something's standing in your way, you're ashamed, you're afraid of being seen, either you're afraid of risk, feelings of safety, whatever it may be, well, that's likely coming from a pattern way, way, way back a long time ago. So we get to get in there with me and some of my master coaches. It's this whole team approach now and acknowledge that it's all important and slowly pull back those layers of the onion, so to speak, so we can get down into the core, which is your power and your brilliant vibrance and your zest so that you're feeling energetic throughout the day and able to really show up as the driven woman that you are and the powerhouse entrepreneur that you're destined to be or powerhouse mother or powerhouse wife or whatever it is that makes you tick to get to that deep feminine powerful space. Yeah. And I can see that. And I'm excited too for the next year that we work together because I'm definitely going to be in a really incredible place by the time we hit that year mark. But I want to talk a little bit about the people who, what I get a lot from people is that they feel like life is already so hard, right? How can we have a big life when we already feel like our corporate jobs, our family, our significant other, our businesses, they're so demanding. So like, how do we even prioritize ourselves? Well, I don't think life is hard. I think whether you think it is or you think it's not, you're right. Damn. 
Yeah. Damn, you always say that and I always forget it. And it's so good. So good. Mm -hmm. So just to reframe, life doesn't have to be hard. Okay. So first start with shifting the mindset to it doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't mean you have to work harder, particularly if you're a woman. It means that you need to work more from your essence, more from your flow, and more from your power, and actually whittle away and protect your time. Just because you're not scheduled does not mean that you're available. And when you think about a glass jar, if you want to fill it with rocks and pebbles and sand and water, you start with the big rocks. So we have to be able to look at our year schedule, our monthly schedule, our weekly and our daily schedule, and what are those big rocks that we start with to make sure that they get in. Because if you just fill it with water, which is the busyness, the OCD, the ADHD, like running around with the chicken with their head cut off, caring for everybody else, that's just the water and the big rocks never even make it in, right? So we have to look at where are we prioritizing things and where I think we need to start is by prioritizing ourselves and our deep foundational self-care. One of my coaches said, I have to see my time as $1,000 an hour. And if my time is worth $1,000 an hour, what is the important thing for me to be doing with my time? And sometimes there was a time where I had someone coming in and doing my food prep and cleaning the house, and I sat on the floor and played a game with my daughter because that was actually me filling up my cup and connecting and feeling like I can show up as a good mom as well as a strong entrepreneurial woman. Other times it's looking at meetings and podcast interviews and how do I streamline the most efficient way for me to build. And so how do we prioritize ourselves? We make a commitment. We start with our worthiness, right? You have to really get quiet and put your hand on your heart and say, I am worthy. I deserve greatness. I deserve to feel good. I am worthy of feeling loved. I am worthy of knowing that my message out in the world deserves to be heard. And then the other piece that I think is important is, I love Alison Armstrong. She talks about diffuse awareness, that we as women, inevitably, we exist too much in our heads. <laughs> so we have to be reminded to drop down in our bodies. But we are aware of all things at all times. So you might walk into your living room and you see dust on the mantle and dishes that need to be done and the to-do list of all the appointments that need to be made and the things that need to be done and the postings in the social media world and whatever it may be, they're always playing in the back of your head, that emotional labor that's just buzzing in the background. And a male brain doesn't necessarily relate to this. He can walk down the stairs and it doesn't, like there could be piles everywhere and he's able to just see one thing. Whereas for us, it's all coming at us and it's literally yelling at the same decibel of sound. And so we have to be able to acknowledge that there's a lot coming at us at all times. And so what do we do? Yes, we prioritize ourselves. Yes, we try to figure out ways to get the emotional labor to-do list that's playing in the back of our minds at all times. The more we can offload some of those, whether it's delegating or just bite off that big piece and get it off of the list of the to-do. So now we can kind of streamline and not have it all yelling at us. But the main thing is we have to drop into our body. So when you're in that place of, I don't even know where to start. I'm just spinning. I feel guilty. I don't know how to prioritize myself. We get to do the mindset, the affirmations, to look ourselves in the mirror. 
approach how we're thinking, how we're talking to ourselves. And then throughout the day, take moments where you simply drop into your body. I feel the bottom of my feet right now. I'm feeling myself take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. I'm going to take a pause and take a bite of food and actually taste it and chew it. I'm going to take a pause and drink some water because we often were going and thinking and doing and we forget about our bodies. And that means, yes, you're hydrating and you're eating to keep your blood sugars stable and allowing yourself to experience pleasure in those moments, to look outside the window and watch that today was our first dusting of snow. So to watch the wind blowing and the, the snowflakes falling and to see the beauty and to rest in that being a pleasurable experience. So our senses, our sight, our smell, our taste, our physical body, right? Whatever it may be to drop in there. Yeah. It's funny because I feel like I'm always in a whirlwind of tasks and things to do and I forget to kind of enjoy life sometimes. And that's right. Actually being present and enjoying what's pleasurable right now, which is like the softness of my comfortable like sweatpants that I'm wearing or like the coolness of the water going down my throat and feeling that it actually energizes me, which sounds so simple, but it's so necessary. Yep. And it just takes 20 seconds. Yeah. If you just take a 20, 20 seconds, 20 seconds, potentially while you're doing other things, just to take a pause and allow your body to feel the pleasure of the experience. It actually creates more neuroplasticity. So as you start to acknowledge these 20 second moments of pleasure, your brain and your body and the communication will start to expand the other aspects of pleasure that come pouring in. And now all of a sudden, life doesn't quite feel so overwhelming. And when your foundation becomes more of a pleasurable experience, it then actually becomes easier to prioritize yourself from a place of power. So now that they're talking about like power and pleasure, can you talk more about the feminine power? Like it seems pretty taboo or like even for me, it seems sometimes a bad thing to be super driven or powerful. And even at some points, I almost felt fearful of actually being powerful, like showing up kind of in the world and doing what I'm doing now for fear of like stepping on the men in my life, whether it's my, you know, my dad, my brothers, like my boyfriend, you know, who I may have a future with. Like, how do you, how do you manage that as a woman? Or even for the men who are listening, who want to support their partners who are women? Yes. Yes. Well, first feminine and masculine, we all have it. It's not necessarily biology, right? So yes, like there are some individuals that are born with a yoni and some that are born with a penis, right? So that's biology of male, female. There's also the energy of feminine and masculine. And so for a female-bodied individual, her dominant feminine energy in an ideal world is 70 to 80% of the time. But she's still in her masculine, say 20 to 30% of the time in an ideal space. So when you think about the difference in energy, so for a woman who's spending 70 to 80% of her time in a powerful feminine space, that's coming from a place of desire. That's a place of being rather than doing. That's a place of feeling rather than thinking. That's flow, whereas masculine is go, all right? So a male-bodied individual who might be listening, he spends 70 to 80% of his masculine, right? He's producing, 
He's go. He's logic. He's thinking. It's controlled. It's functional. Now, that doesn't mean that a male can't also check in with his intuition and be flexible and be playful and be in flow. But for a woman, as we stand in our power as entrepreneurs, we actually get to be in a place of receiving and spend more of our time and our energy in slowing it down, being more dynamic, being more circular rather than linear, allowing a little bit more spontaneity. For a woman, we are fed so deeply by puttering. <laughs> like just to allow space in the day to be able to just putter. There's no time. If you're going to go on a date and you have time to just go upstairs and putter and get ready and there's no specific time you have to be ready and you can shower and get dressed and change your clothes and take a break and read a book and I don't know, do a body scrub and do your nails, whatever is needed. And you have that spaciousness to do it until you actually feel ready to go, okay, now I'm ready to go on the date. That is like foreplay to the max for a woman. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Oh man, I hate being rushed just in general, just in general. But yeah. Right. Funny. And so a male's arousal system is spontaneous a female's arousal system is responsive. So for a woman, we want to be in our passion. We want to be in our flow. We want to have moments where we're not constrained to like the nine to five corporate structure. Instead, we get to be in that flowing space. And now we're standing in our power. We get to lean back and be in a space of receiving, right? A woman receives and then cultivates, creates, and births. There's moments where we're going to be protective and providing and controlled and producing, yes, yes, particularly a powerful woman. But I think what we need to do is spend a little bit more time, like I think of the Hawaiian Islands, okay, to be in your power so that people feel you. And a woman in her power doesn't have to push. People are pulled to her. They're leaning in because they're feeling her power right? Because she's receiving and she's cultivating. Any thoughts about that? Any follow-up questions? I mean, it's such a broad topic. I guess part of it is like, what comes to mind is that all sounds bright and dandy and I would love to abide by that. But how can you do that when we're in this patriarchal model where like you have to do the nine to five for those who are still stuck at the job? You can't just be like, I'm not going to answer my emails. So how do you still work within this model yet honor your feminine needs and even like write the cycle of our hormones and things like that? Absolutely. Well, isn't this corporate quitter? Yeah, it is. It is. But I mean, you know, even for myself, I'm I'm learning. I'm now a year almost out of corporate. I'm still learning to harmonize with, you know, my hormones and my cycle and just like how I feel. Like every week it's different. And I'm still used to the idea that you need to wake up at a certain I now don't have an alarm clock, but you know, there are some days where I just want to lay around and I am so exhausted and I still feel guilty for my body needing that when I know it's the right thing to do. But my brain is like, you need to get to work because you have so much to do. So it's like, you know, that balance. Yeah, absolutely. I can relate to that, especially right now I'm in a building phase with my business. Am I working more hours than I would love to admit? Absolutely. And do I allow myself a pause to get quiet and listen in? Yes. Do I allow myself to occasionally cancel something if it really, really feels like I am trying to row a boat upstream? Yes. 
do I drop into a place of trust, knowing that when I release and let go of the outcome, like here's an example. (laughs) Right now, we're planning a weekend trip down to Disneyland as a surprise for our kids. And right now, it's so hard to book it. We're trying to like the resorts all booked up and the hotels all booked up. And we're going round and round with hotels, with flights. And it was finally like this morning, my husband and I both woke up and we're like, just, I I let it go. This is just, it's not happening. It's too much. And then an hour later, we get the text from our travel agent who found the perfect combination and poof, there it is. How powerful is it when we allow ourselves to let go and trust? There's got to be that balance. And once again, it doesn't mean 100% of the time you're just in your laissez-faire flow and you don't ever get anything done. Like, that's not going to work. I'm still trying to make a million dollars in 2022. I got to get shit done, yo. (laughs) The other piece that you alluded to is the feminine is a really dynamic being, okay? We are ever-changing beings. The reason why, if you're going to go get your hormones tested, you can't just have your hormones tested at any point. We really need to do it as a Dutch test right around day 20 to 22 because your hormones change so much throughout a 28-day chunk of time. Your hormones are also changing throughout the day, okay? When I look at your 24-hour cortisol, it's going to spike in the morning and you're going to have another surge in the afternoon. So we are very dynamic beings. And in that, how we exist and how we want to be in productive mode is going to change in the morning, the afternoon, the evening. During our bleeding time versus our ovulatory time are very different energies. You mix in there a little bit of sleep chronotype, which is actually like we're genetically predisposed to be, say, an owl versus a lark. Some people are genetically predisposed. You're going to have your most productive time from like 10 p.m. to 1 o'clock in the morning, and you're going to want to sleep in. There's others that are genetically predisposed. You want to go to sleep at 8, and you want to get up and work in your most powerful hours are 5 to 8 a.m. There's actual genetic science showing that that's probably your ancestors that passed that down to you. And that doesn't mean you go into a place of judging or try to fit your circle into a square box. You allow yourself to flow and go, those are my productive hours. So that's when I'm going to make sure I preserve and protect that time to make it my power hour or my power three hours. And when you're in your ovulatory time, that's the time you're going to be interviewed on the Today Show if you can dictate when it is. There's some things you're not going to necessarily say no to, even if you're on your second day of bleeding. And really what you want to do is just curl up in a ball and get into the covers with a good book and a pot of tea. But once you have total autonomy and power over your schedule, my preference is during your bleeding time or what I think of as winter, that is the time that you slow down a little bit, okay? Your exercise is going to be more like a mild walk in nature or yin yoga, not necessarily out doing big weightlifting and, I don't know, your Peloton high endurance, your time that you want to be giving the presentation, applying for that job, going for the interview, doing your TED Talk, that's ideally during your ovulatory week. That's the summertime. Got your bathing suit and you're out at the block party and everybody's having a drink and you want to be out social. You want to host the party. And then you have your spring and fall on either end. And so maybe that's your springtime is when things are being birthed. Great time to meet with your team and really have a brainstorming session about creative new ideas. 
to birth the future of what your business is going to be. If you're thinking about becoming a corporate quitter and leaving your corporate world, that's the time to start journaling and brainstorming in an ideal world. What do I want to be doing? How do I want to feel? What type of work do I want to be doing? Who do I want to be around? What do I want my days to look like? In the fall, that's more of the time where you're going to be in a creative space, but a little bit more solo rather than team dynamic. And if you don't know where the heck you are in your menstrual cycle, or if you're not bleeding, if you just spend a little bit of time to start tracking it, you're going to see a rhythm. Okay. If you do bleed on a regular monthly basis, well, then it's simple. Okay. When you're bleeding, that's your winter. When you're ovulating, that's your summer. Yeah. All good stuff. And I have to say me tracking everything through, I have the natural cycles app has completely changed the way that I do business and it's helped drastically, like drastically. Yep. It's significant. And it also makes a big difference in your relationships. It does. Because now we both know what's coming. Like We both know like, okay, this is the time when you're going to relax. This is the time we're like, he's like, okay, I'm going to get you more food because you need this during this time. Like it's nice too, because we both win. It's not like I one day get to like rip his head off because I'm in this hormonal state of like, I can't even explain what's going on internally. We're just both in agreement with it. And it's been such a nice experience, really. On so many levels. If you're going into your PMS week, you both know you might be a little bit more irritable. You might bite his head off a little bit more quickly. (laughs) You might feel a little bit more bloated. You might get the more cystic acne and feel a little bit more insecure. And so when you're thinking about lovemaking, you're going to preemptively do your self-talk in front of a mirror and acknowledge your beauty so that when he puts his hand on your belly and your belly's feeling a little bit bloated or gassy, it's a different experience. Or maybe for you, that's the week where you're like, okay, we're going to kind of switch up the way in which we make love. We're going to switch up the way in which we interact with one another. And I'm not going to wear my lacy thongs today. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) These are my cotton undie days. (laughs) Oh, God, that's so funny. Yeah, good old granny panties for the win. But um, so, you know, we're talking about all these things with like cycles and um, flow and all that. So how can we become more energized, like balance our hormones and just boost our libido? Like how do those things play a role in our aspects of our lives too? Totally, totally. So like I said at the beginning, I have my master's from Yale. So I'm a nurse practitioner by training and really specialize in OBGYN. And then along the journey over the last seven years, I've done a deep dive into what's called the Institute of Functional Medicine. So functional medicine approach is more um, systemic, holistic, kind of looking underneath the hood, so to speak. So from a functional perspective, we're always going to go to the foundation. We want to look at your gut health. We want to look at your adrenal health, your liver, your thyroid, and your hormones. Now, what does that look like for you, the listener, if you're feeling exhausted and you wake up and you don't have the energy or you're having that afternoon slump? Well, we need to keep your blood sugars stable throughout the day. Okay, so that means no skipping meals. It means watch your sugar intake. It means making sure within 30 to 60 minutes of waking, you're getting quality protein and fat and really ensuring that you're getting quality protein throughout the day. That doesn't mean you continue to eat up until you go to sleep. Ideally, you're stopping your caloric intake within four hours of going to bed. So now you can get quality sleep, okay? Your brain has the chance to actually rest and rejuvenate. Our brains actually, when we get into that deep REM sleep, they recalibrate and kind of file away the things that we learned from the day, the last 24 hours. So it's really important that we get quality sleep. 
So that means the day before, I'm sorry to break it to you, but my preference is no caffeine and no alcohol. Or if you are going to do them, it's very deliberate and conscious and you're paying attention to how it impacts your sleep and the energy because what we want is for your brain to rest and rejuvenate. So you wake the next morning actually feeling rested and the things you learned, whether it's didactic, logical, or emotional, when you go into REM sleep, your brain actually spends that time filing them away. Oh, that thing that I learned about how to produce a podcast, that gets filed over here. That thing that I learned about shame and blame and my emotional learning, that gets filed over here. And now we have time to assimilate and apply the life experience so that it can properly be utilized the next day. Okay, so I mentioned blood sugar management. I mentioned ideally no alcohol and no caffeine or at least limit it, be aware of it, okay? So there's the energy piece. Then there's the hormones. For women that feel like your hormones are out of whack, you've gone and seen providers, maybe they're ordering the wrong tests, sorry to say, or they've said, "Mm, everything looks normal and you're going, but I don't feel normal. Okay, I've got cystic acne, I can't lose weight, I'm tired all the time, I'm cold all the time, my irritability is pronounced. For women in their 40s and 50s, your experience of perimenopause and menopause is not at all what you thought it was going to be. You're having a hard time getting pregnant. You don't have sexual desire. You're not, there's like no libido. We need to look at your hormones. All right. So that once again, look under the hood. It goes to gut health, adrenal health, liver health, thyroid health, and then hormones. And that's where the women's vibrancy code, I mean, the women's vibrancy code comes in through all of this, but we really get to take a systematic look at what is going on. Let's make sure you've got the right testing. It's not through blood at the right time with someone who knows how to read the right test and then give you personalized recommendations based on nutrition changes, supplementation changes, mindset modification, old trauma release. The libido piece, we could go there a bit if you'd like. Yeah, sure. I'm sure everyone who's listening to this always wants to have more sex. So let's get into that. Let's be a little little taboo, why don't we? <laughs> right. Okay, so the sex piece. A woman's erogenous zone is her entire body. Arousal starts at the beginning of the day and goes all day long. So once again, a male's arousal system is spontaneous. We could have a nuclear war or a tsunami siren going and a naked woman walks in front of him and he's got a woody and he's ready to go, right? <laughs> it's, a- it's true. <laughs> and w- women were very different. You know, a man's like, oh, here, I massage your back and now I'm ready to put myself inside you. That's not the way a woman's arousal system works, okay? And so to help us feel empowered to be able to say, no. The arousal looks like I prioritized myself today. I took the time to take a nice shower. I did something that felt good. I puttered. I ate something that was lovely. I smelled my aromatherapy, right? All of the in the body pauses and expanding the neuroplasticity of our experience of pleasure, but also having conversations with our partners, or if you're not in partnership, giving yourself the empowerment to self-pleasure and explore your body knowing that we're not spontaneous, okay? It takes time for a woman's body to turn on. So 
Jaya Love does the sexual blueprint. You can go Google it, the sexual blueprint. You can look at what is your blueprint, okay? Are you more energetic? Are you more sexual? Are you more kinky? Just like we look at our love languages. The majority of people at this point know what the five love languages are, and we're aware of, you know, my love language is quality time. So if somebody's giving me presents and their love language is gifts, they might be communicating love, but I'm not receiving it because that's not my love language. In the same way, we can start becoming aware of what's my sexual blueprint. And if you are in partnership, communicate about that and start exploring, well, how do we find ways to meet each other? I think the last thing that I'm going to say is there's a lot of shame and guilt that has been placed on women in particular around our experience of pleasure. There is a lot. There's a lot. And it's fascinating to me, the main nerve that innervates the pelvic region is called the pudendal nerve. The Latin meaning of pudendal is to be ashamed of. So even in the origin of the words that have been chosen about what creates sensation in that part of our body and pleasure, we've been taught to be ashamed of. And so we have to start standing in our power and being okay, speaking up for what we want voicing our needs, voicing our desires, and to start looking ourselves in the mirror and addressing the shame and guilt that might be there. And that is us standing in our feminine power. And when we stand in our feminine power in our sexuality, our sensuality, it then plays out in our relationships and our careers and our entrepreneurial journey and how we show up as mothers and friends to be able to say, I am a priority. And my pleasure is a priority. And my needs are a priority. Yeah. It's a conversation that a lot of people are scared to have. Even us just talking about it. I'm sure people are like like listening to your buds and they're like gripping and so excited about it. But it's also right. It's like, hee hee. Oh my God. Like the bad thing. Like it's still not so. It's an interesting conversation to have. Actually, Ava made a good point. She's like, I don't understand why men love their dicks. Like they will play with them. They will like, it's like a thing. Like they're obsessed with it. And then women, like the only time we really even go near, you know, our whole area is mostly for hygiene. And it's like, wait a minute. Like that's a problem. That's a problem that we're both not meeting each other in the same way. And then, you know, men wonder why, you know, we're frustrated with them. And then the whole imbalance between us two are just, it's happening all over. And when couples are, you know, unhappy and all these things. Yep. I ran the women's health in multiple clinics for 15 years. So even just doing a pap smear, I always handed a woman a mirror. And I've had women in their 60s in tears because it's the first time they've ever looked at themselves. You're right. A man, it's out there. (laughs) He's been looking at it. He's been touching it. He's been fondling it since he was a kid, right? So to be empowered to actually explore our bodies and take a peek And yes, you mentioned Eva. So within the Women's Vibrancy Code, I have a number of guest master coaches. She is one of them. She's a sexologist and a psychotherapist. She's phenomenal. And so there's all sorts of work within the Women's Vibrancy Code to really do a deep dive into our sensuality and sexuality. The other thing I wanted to add is I love the quote, just outside our comfort zone and in the support of community is where magic happens. And so, yes, if you're listening to this and it makes your palms sweat a little bit, it's great in your butt-clenching moments where you're like, I really like that idea, but no way am I going to have the courage to bring it up. Well, that's right outside your comfort zone. And when we're at that place where we feel excited and nervous, I say, yes, jump, 
dive, watch what happens, and make sure that when you do it, there's a safety net. There's someone there to catch you. And so in an ideal in my world is you have someone to hold you accountable, a coach, a partner, a provider, somebody, and a community. And so that's what I've worked really diligently and lovingly, not hard, but lovingly and diligently to create is this space where women are driven and they're hungry. They feel nervous, they feel excited, and they're taking a leap, but they're doing it being held with accountability and experts, as well as a community of other women that are doing it alongside and they're supporting one another. And so once again, just outside your comfort zone and in the support, a place of a supportive community is where magic happens. Yeah. And I'm basically a product of that because I'm in the community. I'm only a couple months in, but I'm very thrilled with how it's going and how it's really impressive what you've created because I've been in a ton of different masterminds and they don't have the level of community or even honesty, honestly, like trustworthiness. Like I fully trust what you do and all these women in this group because you've made such a safe container. Like other places, I can't do that. It's not in their DNA to have that group like that. So yeah, no, it's a phenomenal space. It's a special space for sure. Sure is. Yeah. So I want to switch gears a little bit. We right, we're talking about sex, we're talking about libido. Can you get into adaptogens a little bit? Because I know once I start, I dive deep into them. Things started to change very not quickly, but like I could see small changes that made a difference. So, you know, what are they? How can people introduce them into their lives? What does it look like? All of that. Yes, yes, yes. It's a great first step. So when I said the functional medicine lens, we're going to address gut health, adrenal health, ding, 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 adrenal, liver health, thyroid health hormones, our adrenals, they're on our back just above our kidneys, and the cortisol comes from our adrenals. So that's the place of fight, flight, or freeze. And most of us are under stress all day long. So it used to be that Maybe you're out as a hunter or a gatherer, and now all of a sudden a predator comes and cortisol spikes so that you can run fast, fight hard, right? But nowadays, we're stressed out by, are we going to be accepted? Are we going to be seen? Do people like me? Am I going to be able to pay the bills? There's the onslaught of messages up the wazoo from every moment of the day. I mean, I could go on and on. We're eating crappy food. We're drinking crappy water. We're breathing crappy air, okay? Okay. All of that is causing stress on the body, and the body does not know the difference between real or imagined. So even if you're just watching the news in the background and it's giving all the latest COVID numbers, the stress from that, your body is having a hormonal response as though you're being chased by a lion, and you've got 60 to 120 seconds to either be eaten or survive. And so because of that, our cortisol is just being pumped out and our stress levels are over the top. So hence, we've got inflammation, we've got gut disturbances, autoimmune conditions, we get sick more often, we're experiencing brain fog, our hormones are out of whack and we have no libido because cortisol is kryptonite to libido. So then comes in adaptogens. Adaptogens all come from the plant, mushroom, and botanical kingdom. They help the body better adapt to stress. So some adaptogens that maybe you've heard of would be ashwagandha, dark chocolate, reishi, chaga, shatavari green tea, lion's mane. I don't know if you've heard of any of these, but 
So what I start my women that come into my space doing, just a simple step, and everybody can do this, is you make adaptogen elixirs each morning. So an adaptogen elixir is going to replace that caffeinated hot beverage, but you still get to have the pleasure of feeling like you're drinking your latte or your hot cup of coffee. And ideally, an adaptogen elixir has the adaptogen. It has a source of protein and it has a source of fat mixed with your hot fluid. So now what we're doing is rather than depleting your adrenals with caffeine, we're actually feeding the adrenals and helping the body better adapt to stress. Plus we're adding in the protein and the fat so we set ourselves up for success to have blood sugar management throughout the day. When we have blood sugar management throughout the day, we're not so irritable, we're not having the big ups and downs, we're not so tired and we're sleeping better. And there's, like I said, there's lots of different adaptogens. They all kind of do their own thing. So lion's mate is going to be good for brain focus. Shatavari is going to be good for sexual juiciness. Chaga and reishi are going to be great for immune health. Okay, there's different adaptogens and they're all going to go in and, and feed your body. And it's a really easy way to start just by going in, you can even now buy adaptogen elixirs. Like I was at Sprouts and Whole Foods and they're already like bottled as an adaptogen elixir. That's pretty cool. Are they decent or are they like not a great choice? I tried a couple of them. They're chilled, they're cold and they tasted yummy. Yeah. I like my adaptogen elixir hot and I like to make it here at the house, but totally. I mean, it's just like an easy first start. You can just go grab one in the cooler section and, and sip it throughout the day. And, and I'll usually drink it all day. So you can have one in the morning and then one in the afternoon. What about anything in pill form? Like I know at one point you were telling me to buy cordyceps and it was in a pill form. Is that okay too? Or does it depend? Yeah, sure. So cordyceps is one of those adaptogens that's great for energy and stamina. So particularly for people, if you're like, wait a minute, get rid of my caffeine. Hell no. Where's my energy going to come from? Well, first of all, let me tell you, When you get the caffeine out, you're actually going to be surprised. There's lots of energy when you take the caffeine out, partially because you're sleeping better, but also the caffeine is is stripping your body from being able to absorb the nutrients from the food that you're eating. So cordyceps is going to give you energy and stamina. And yeah, I'll keep some encapsulated. So particularly if you're starting the process of just getting the caffeine out, those first four days are the hardest. It's when you're most likely going to have the caffeine withdrawal headache, your body's recalibrating, so you want to hydrate well. You could get encapsulated cordyceps. It's C-O-R-D-Y, cordyceps, and just take it encapsulated maybe in the morning and the afternoon, and you're going to see it gives you that little burst of energy, but it gives stamina, so it's more sustained versus the crash. Or um, like coffee, for me, makes me kind of jittery or gives me that buzz. And so it's not going to do that, and it's also not going to negatively impact your sleep at night. So yes, to answer your question, cordyceps is one of those you can do encapsulated. Ashwagandha is another one for any of you who have sluggish thyroids or if you've been diagnosed with hypothyroidism, you could add in some ashwagandha specifically to support your thyroid. Awesome. Yeah, I'm still looking forward to making my elixirs even better because I'm still in the experimental phase, but I love like the Four Sigmatic brands and all that stuff. It's like, I I actually am just running out of all my things and I have to repurchase it. I like used it all in a month. So (laughs) it's really, really great. And um, I have a coupon code. If you go to Four Sigmatic, BTRT love, as in beyond the red tent. So BTRT love gives you, I think it's a 10% discount if you're ever going to get your Four Sigmatic. It's yummy. And I love that the packet's, 
They just dissolve in water. You don't have to steep it. It's just simple. Yeah. My favorite is the cacao mix. Oh my God. I could like die and go to heaven. It's like not sweet like hot chocolate, but it gives you that feel of like without feeling guilty if you just had Swiss Miss and you want to die because you're so full and like sugared up basically. So totally, totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for sharing the code, by the way. I use it every single time too. So <laughs> You know, now that you mentioned Beyond the Run 10 too, what's the difference between the Women's Vibrancy Code, which I'm part of, and Beyond the Run 10? Like, how does it support women in certain areas with their journey? Yes, yes, yes. So Beyond the Red Tent was my first leap out into the virtual world, and it was not a premeditated thing. <laughs> so we started a Facebook group, and I thought it was just going to be like a two-weekend, let's bring in some experts and some women sharing stories uh, around their women's health journey and some solutions. And it grew like wildfire. I think by the four-week mark, we were up to 8,000 women. And I had to step back and go, okay, wait a minute. This is so much fun for me. And there's obviously a need out in the world. Women are really wanting to talk about this stuff. And you think back as a women's health provider, still seeing women in the clinic, often I would be the one one-on-one -on -one behind closed doors where women were asking me questions around their facial hair, their menstrual cycle, their miscarriages, their labia, their vaginal discharge, their experience of perimenopause and menopause. And it felt very vulnerable. But what I was hearing was they don't have their friends, their aunties, their mothers, and their grandmothers to talk about this stuff with. And it's kind of normal, natural aspects of being a woman and chapters of change. And so what I wanted to create was a space where women could come together across generational lines and talk honestly about kind of taboo things that women have questions around, around their women's health experience. And so that's how Beyond the Red Tent was birthed. And now it's a kind of not particularly monetized space where I vet experts and products and then bring them to the marketplace. And as I did that, I was interviewing all these experts around the world that had online courses and programs. And I was like, oh, that's what I want to do. So then I branched out and a few years ago started doing my own online courses, which then finally birthed into the Women's Vibrancy Code, which is this like well-rounded, one-stop shop, comprehensive space for driven women that are really hungry to feel energized, address their hormonal imbalances from diet and lifestyle modification, not just give me a pill or give me surgery, and really bring their libido alive so that they can feel vibrant and zest-filled and really excited for their future. And so I run both of them, and they're both phenomenal. They just kind of serve women in different ways. Yeah. I love how in the Women's Vibrancy Code, right, there's so much information. There's a lot, but you really get to pick and choose. It's not like you have to go by a certain, you know, set of directions or steps. You kind of will say, okay, this is where you're at in your journey. Go to this one or go to this module or learn this thing or, oh, you're having this hiccup, go here, you know, so that we can really curtail it to our needs versus us just like paying a chunk of money and us going through a very non-customized experience and then missing the mark. No, definitely. Because there's a lot covered. I mean, energy hormones and libido, it's pretty broad. And some women come in specifically because they want to bring their power alive so that they can build their business and stand up in their relationship. And others come in because their digestion is all screwed up and they're not having their period and they want to get pregnant. 
or they're experiencing vaginal pain with sex, whatever it may be, I get to cater to what brought them in and let's start there. Of course, over a year journey, we're going to cover most, if not all of it. But we get to first tackle the thing that is the highest priority for the individual. And then also looking at the right specialized tests to go, aha, here's when we put the puzzle pieces together. You're feeling these XYZ things. You have this background in your childhood. This is what your current life looks like. And here's what your tests are telling us. Let's come up with a three-month plan and then rest, digest, assimilate, come up with another three-month plan, and throughout a year's journey, really be able to come out the other end saying, that was the year that changed the trajectory of the rest of my life. Yeah. And making the stand of putting yourself as the priority is a huge deal. It's a lot. One-year commitment, it's a lot. But in a good, I'm saying that in a good way, because if I didn't do that, I don't think I would take my up-leveling and my health and hormones as seriously as I am. Yeah. It might feel like a lot from one perspective, but it's your life. In the big scheme of things, what's a year? Especially if that year changes the trajectory of the rest of your life. Like I'm talking, this is worth millions of dollars, lots of time, lots of energy. That's not what I'm asking. But like, seriously, we get to say I am important and feeling good is important and being in my power is important. I believe in a matriarchal model where the female in a household keeps the household running smoothly, right? We get to stand up as powerful women so that our children repeat what we're doing and that's prioritizing ourselves and they see us filling up our own cup and enjoying what we're doing. I think that when we fill up our own cup, because we as women inevitably give all day, we give to our neighbors and our community members and our friends and our families and our coworkers and all the people that we serve, we give, we give, we give, we give. But if we're giving from a cup that's half filled or depleted, well, what kind of crap giving is that? Versus I'm going to take a pause. I'm going to make sure my cup is overflowing. And then I'm going to go out and serve my heart out. And I'm going to give big. And what I'm giving has more impact. And I believe a rising tide lifts all boats. So I'm going to focus on my tide. And as I rise and pour out to all the people that I serve from a filled up place, I think that gives others permission and I think it lifts up a family, it lifts up a neighborhood, it lifts up a community, it lives up the globe. And once again, a rising tide lifts all boats. So y'all are boats. <laughs> and I'm rising that tide and so is Gabby. We're rising it. Come on. Who's, a, in, <laughs> who's in with us? <laughs> yeah, if there was any mantra that would be for 2022, it would be like, literally fill your cup up, please. Like we need more women who fill their cups up, honestly. Yeah. Fill your cup up and pay attention to what goes in your eyes, your ears, and your mouth every day. It's either serving you or it's not. So set boundaries with how much time you spend scrolling on social media. Turn the TV off. Filter out the toxic people that are in your life. Are they serving you? Start eating better food. Go get that water filter and filter your water. What, address your stinking thinking. And how you're talking to yourself in the mirror. Like there's so many changes that we can make. Take the toxins out of the beauty products you're putting on your skin because it's going in and it's not serving you. So we get to perpetually look at, is this serving me or not? In my eyes, 
in my ears, in my heart, in my mouth, on my skin. And if it's not, stand strong and say, I'm a priority and I'm going to start filtering this out to make the choices that I know serve me. Yeah. And this is why I hired you. I'm like, everything that Mariah says is like, I mean, it's facts, but like, I'm like, oh my God, I need to eat, breathe and sleep everything that you say. So one step at a time. Yeah. We're, we'll tackle it. We're in it. We're in it. You're also busy building a business too. And so we get to allow it to be in small, potent doses over time. Yeah. Yeah. And being okay with that and not feeling guilty. Absolutely. Yeah. So you have exploded my mind as per usual, right? I'm sure the people who are listening are going to love this episode. But one thing that I like to do with all my guests as I wrap up the episode is one final question of, if you could give advice to your younger self, what would that be? So what would you tell young Mariah? I would, it makes me emotional, but I would tell her it's going to be spectacular. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's so cute. Yeah. Because I was one of those kids that grew up with lots of divorce and, you know, alcoholic stepmother and working since sixth grade. And I didn't particularly feel safe and I didn't particularly feel loved or lovable. And I think there was fear. And to be able to look at where my life is now and go, girl, just wait. You found a good man. You've got a solid marriage. Right now you're raising three amazing babies. You have a rocking business. You're serving women around the world. You went to Yale. You've traveled the world. Like it's going to be spectacular and it's going to be okay. Wow. I didn't know that about your background. And I would have never guessed. You really are making a huge difference in the world. Yeah, absolutely. So can you let everyone know where they can find you if they want to get in contact with you, if they want to join the Women's Vibrancy Code with me? Like, yeah, give us all the deets. Yeah. So Mariah Brown on Facebook, Instagram, all the social media spaces. And Mariah is M-A-R-A-Y-A. It's all A's. So it's Mariah like Mariah Carey. That's how you're going to pronounce it, but it's spelled differently. Um, you can also go to MariahBrown.com, thewomensvibrancycode.com. I'm sure Gabby will put it in the show notes regarding joining my program. So I'll be honest, not everybody is allowed in my program, okay? It's for women who are serious and driven and hungry. And so I personally have conversations with each of the women that is invited in. I have to make sure that they're a right fit for the community and that I'm gonna be able to, with my team, give them the impact that they're looking for. And so just come over. You're welcome to DM me. You're welcome to send me an email. Either me or one of the team members will communicate with you and will help you sift through. If the Women's Vibrancy Code is not the right fit, I promise I'll point you in the direction that is. There's lots of other options. And like I said, I've been vetting online women's experts for years now. But hopefully it is the right fit. And hopefully I do get to support you along with my team of master coaches and help you transform so that you get to recognize yourself in the mirror again and feel hopeful for your future and know that you're taking charge of feeling energetic and balancing those hormones and really having a rockin' libido. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was an awesome episode. I'm so excited for people to listen to it. It's going to be awesome. So thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Corporate Quitter podcast. Visit corporatequitter.com for resources, extended content, and additional information about our guests. To connect with us, stay up to date on all things Corporate Quitter, and to learn more about how you can leave the nine to five, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. 
And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks, guys.